Hey, Unstoppable Women, guess what? This is our 300th episode of the Unstoppable Woman podcast. Yes, you heard that right, 300. I wanted to take a moment to thank all of you, our listeners, whether you've been with us since the beginning or you've just joined us recently, it's amazing to have you in our world and listening, and we are incredibly grateful for your support. And for those of you who are new to us, I highly recommend that you go back to the beginning and binge listen to all the episodes. There are so many good nuggets for you throughout this 300 episode series, if you will. And even if you've been a loyal listener since the start, I still recommend you go back and listen because why? Repetition is the mother of all skill. You'll hear something new in all of the episodes. So I can't express enough how thankful we are for each and every one of you for taking the time to listen to the episodes as well as you know sharing them with other unstoppable women in your life. It's been an incredible journey so far and I'm excited to see what the future holds. Hello, hello, Amira Alvarez here, founder and CEO of The Unstoppable Woman. And today on the podcast, we are going to be talking about success. What is success? We kind of know intuitively what that is. We have a sense of what success is. But have you ever thought about what the definition of success is? Is it achieving all your big goals? Is it making a certain amount of money? Is it being a certain kind of person? What is success to you? I would love to hear. So please feel free to comment on this wherever you're listening to this podcast or on YouTube or in, on our social. I would love to hear what success is to you. And hopefully what I share in this episode will help you think about success in a little bit more detail. So first up, I want to talk about Earl Nightingale's definition of success. If you don't know who Earl Nightingale is, go look him up on YouTube, uh, do an internet search for him. He was the, the father, if you will, of personal development. And he started really teaching people in the 60s, 50s and 60s, about how to think differently. And his biggest successful, uh, oh, there's that word again, teaching that you may have heard of was The Strangest Secret. So I would recommend that you listen to that on YouTube. Go go search it out. Uh, it's quite amazing. And he has one of those deep baritone jazz voices, right? Jazz DJ voices. I can't even go that deep. Um, but anyways, Earl Nightingale is an icon, if you will. And he defined success as the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. So that means that you have to have a place that you're going to. A worthy ideal is a goal, a destination, a place, a desire. So anyone who's working towards a goal by his definition is successful. It's always struck me as interesting over the years, and I've been contemplating that. Do I agree with that? Do I agree with that 100%? I agree with it to an extent. And I don't disagree with it, but I think it's more nuanced than just that. For me, to feel successful, I need to be pursuing a worthy ideal through giving my best, through doing my best. That 
aspect of it is super, super critical because you can pursue a, a worthy ideal with fits and starts, with not giving it your full attention, with not being really present to it, with not going all in. You know, you can do a, a half-assed approach to trying to achieve your goal. And sometimes it's even blocked at not really having a true aim, a true goal. Maybe it's a substitute goal for what you really want. And then you're thrown way, way off. So for me, it's not just pursuing a worthy ideal, a worthy goal. And by worthy goal, you it needs to be something that you truly want, truly desire. Okay, that's what makes it worthy. Now, what's worthy to me and what's worthy to you can be totally radically different things. That's perfectly fine. But it needs to be something that is true for you, an authentic, true desire, not someone else's substitute desire. But for me, it has to include that I have given it my best, that I'm giving my best. So wanted to break down what that meant to me. And hopefully this sparks some thoughts and evaluation of yourself to see, am I actually giving my best? And where am I not? And how could I call myself further forward up to the next level? And my experience with achieving larger and larger goals is that it requires this level of honesty with yourself, not, not rejecting the, the new awareness because it's uncomfortable, but really receiving it in and then acting upon it. So you are constantly iterating in bettering your best. So the first thing that giving my best means to me is that I'm not dialing it in. I'm not doing a sort of okay, half present job. Now I've done that before. And it doesn't feel good. And that's how I know that that's not what success feels like to me. Success feels like I'm all in, I'm giving my best. And this is, this is working at a world-class level. This is a level of excellence. It's not saying, oh, that's good enough. Now there is nuance to this because done is better than perfect, right? You've heard that adage before and it's absolutely true. You have to recognize when you're using your perfectionism as a lie to yourself that you're not actually doing world-class work. You're just afraid to get the thing out there that you're working on. That's the big difference. So you can do world-class work quickly. You can do world-class work without it being perfect, but you can, you can work at a level of excellence that you know to be the truth for you is a level of world-class excellence. And for me, that's, that's integral to feeling successful. And I think the, the done versus perfect concept is a matter of degree. It's a matter of context and it, it's a matter of what your results have been. Meaning if your results have been that you are constantly putting off completing things, that's part of what you have to take into consideration. World-class for you would be closing the loop and getting it out there. Okay. That's upping your game. Uh, context is what's the context of what you're putting out in the wor this world. Is it a speech to 8,000 people or is it a social media post that you're writing? Those are two very different contexts and, and they require a different, I mean, not that you want to put crap out on social media, but the level of time and attention you're going to put 
to perfecting a social media post needs to be in context of the fact that you one goes through social media very quickly. Uh, the eyeballs on it may be a lot, may not be a lot. So it all depends on the context for you. For some people, they have a very small social media following. For others, it's large, right? That's context. And then the degree as well. It's it's a matter of like what level of iteration, making it better, bettering your best is appropriate versus where does it uh, cross over the line into perfectionism? So that's a matter of degree and nuance. And you have to look at that yourself. You, you have to be honest with yourself about that. There isn't a rubric on this. You can't have someone outside of you tell you this, though I, I can intuit very quickly when my clients are in a, a perfectionism pattern that's stalling them out. Um, I can tap into that very quickly. So maybe sometimes it does come from the outside. But to look at this, that that is within context. There, I'm not using a one-size-fits-all rubric. Like if it takes you more than 15 minutes to do anything, you're in perfectionism. No, it's all contextual. Okay. The second thing that allows me to really say that I've done my best is doing everything that I can. So this is the action front, right? This is taking action, acting on my ideas. As an entrepreneur, as a business owner, you probably have a lot of ideas. Do you file them away for some day later? Do you not act on them quickly? That's, you know, there's, there's going in a thousand different directions. So shiny object syndrome and getting distracted, that's self-sabotaging. But you need to get good at recognizing when you have good ideas and acting on them quickly and closing the gap on time around that. When I act on my ideas, I know I'm like in that jam mode. I am doing everything I can. I'm not leaving anything on the table that could be done to achieve my goal that I'm not doing. I'm, I'm everything that spirit source, the universe, God gives me to act on, I'm acting on. So I'm, that's really an important piece to all this. Also, I'm not stopping at the first obstacle or the second or the third or the fourth or the fifth or the sixth or the seventh. There's always going to be obstacles. Okay. You have to recognize that you have to become unstoppable around that. So doing everything I can means not getting so disappointed, so demotivated at the first roadblock that I stop. It's being persistent. And, and that includes all different levels of action. So I talk about massive, immediate, and consistent action. And you have to do all three. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Are you going to stop when it doesn't play out the way you had a preconceived notion that it would? Okay. The, the massive, immediate, consistent action is required and you have to keep iterating on it again and again and again. And you have to do that without delay. Okay. The moment you get the idea, you've got to act on it. Now, is it immediate, like I might be in a meeting with my team or on a call with a client and I get an idea, I'm going to write it down, but then I'm going to act on it at the next available time that I have. And I'm not going to put it off because other things are more important. I see that happen a lot. And those ideas die. Those ideas die. So you want to act on everything as quickly as you can without splaying yourself out. And yes, there's an art to that. 
Um, but you know when you're stalling out. You know when you're delaying and dragging your feet. And just be honest with yourself about that. Okay. So doing everything I can and doing what's supposed to be done that day, today, that day, and not doing what's supposed to be done tomorrow, today. So that means that when you start thinking that you're supposed to do 50 things in a day and really you have four hours of meetings, so you're going to get three things done in the rest of the day, that's what's supposed to get done today. It's not that you shirk your effort or you don't really show up or you don't play full out. It's that you're cognizant of what the parameters of the day are and you do what can be done that day, not what's supposed to be done tomorrow. But tomorrow you start all over again. You go for it. Okay. So that's super important. The next thing is um, doing my best is keeping my word to myself. This is super, 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 super important. How many of you have broken your word to yourself? You, you say you're going to do something and then you don't do it. That is breaking your word to yourself. You say you're going to create a habit and you don't. You say you're going to take this action or call this person or do this big thing and you don't. We've all been there. You're not broken. However, you do need to do it differently and you need to choose to do it differently. And this was something that I had to really learn. I had to keep my commitments to myself. And that required clarity about what needed to be done that day so that I could keep my commitments to myself. And that's always on the growth edge, but not so big that I'm setting myself up for failure. And, you know, that's a moving target. I'm always making those adjustments. It's not like um, you get to a place where it's like, perfect, perfect all the time. Something new comes in and it, it rocks the boat a little bit and you have to get your equilibrium again. And that happens again and again. That's part of the process and, and enjoying it is super, super important. So think about how you feel when you don't keep your word to yourself, when you're not accountable to yourself. Do you feel good or do you feel demotivated? I feel demotivated. Even if I've gotten a ton done, if I haven't kept my word to myself about the three most important things that I need to do today or the, the critical thing that I need to do or the hard thing, the challenge that's really pushing my growth edge that I need to do, if I haven't kept my word to myself, I don't feel successful. So this is one of the key things that you have to learn and it helps you not lose your focus, helps you stay on your goal. Okay. The, the next piece for doing my best is always working on my growth edge. If you're not growing, you're dying. I want to always be on my growth edge, which is learning new things, um, pushing myself to grow my capacity. And so if I've mastered something already and I've got it already dialed in, I'm not on my growth edge. So I'm always looking to grow myself. I'm looking to expand. And I do that by setting higher goals for myself and, and new challenges and learning new things. So if I've already mastered something, then there's an element of I can dial it in. And that's not, that's not how I want to show up. I want to show up world-class, which means always being on my growth edge. That doesn't mean that I don't uh, master things. I master things. And then I keep expanding my capacity. Okay. Next up is I need to add 
to life through my unique genius. If I'm doing my best in this world, I am contributing to life through the unique way that I do that. My authentic self is being channeled into the work that I'm doing. That's super important. And this is how I contribute. This is how I do it. And that might be through leadership. That might be through sharing knowledge and teaching, through coaching and mentoring, um, problem solving. There's, there's a myriad of different ways that I show up as my best self and add to life. What are yours? Do you know what your best self is? Like if you're in your unique genius, if you're in your authentic self, how you contribute, think about that and make sure that is in how you're showing up on the daily. Okay. Last thing here for showing up as my best is doing it, it being what the day holds with a great attitude. Okay. Not being complaining girl, not being disappointed girl, not being frustrated girl, irritated girl, but good attitude girl, not bad attitude girl. Okay. Now I don't feel successful even if I've gotten a lot done, if I am bad attitude girl. And sometimes that happens. I had to really, really pay attention to this because it's one of the things that's going to set you up for feeling successful or not. Like what if you achieve your goals, but you're miserable the whole time you're complaining and griping and frustrated. You're being a victim or disrespectful to people or dismissive people put upon or just not in the flow. Like that's not success to me. So I really pay attention to how I'm feeling and my attitude. And that really, like if, if that's in play, I know that I'm halfway there with feeling successful and, and doing my best. So I do spend a lot of time on uh, my attitude and how I'm feeling and continually improving that. It's so important. So this might not be a comprehensive list of what leads to success. I, I'm clear that this is not a comprehensive list to what leads to success. However, it is a list that if you take them one at a time and really work them and practice them will catapult your success. You will feel successful. So if you want a quick cheat sheet on these concepts that I laid out, please download the free download that we have. Go to theunstoppablewoman.com. So that's theunstoppablewoman.com slash E300. I just checked and this is our 300th episode. We have been doing this for a bit of time, guys. 300 episodes. Super excited. And I love that we're doing what is success on the 300th episode. I think that's very fitting because I know that the women in this community, they want to be a success and they're looking for the tools and techniques to create that. So here we are. We have given you a small rubric on what it takes to feel successful and create success in your life. I hope you enjoy that. I hope you've enjoyed this and I wish you the best of success. I'm Amira Alvarez. Thanks for listening and I'll catch you in the next episode. Take care. 
Hey, thanks so much for joining us and being part of the Unstoppable Woman movement. We have got a ton of free resources for scaling your business at theunstoppablewoman.com slash free stuff. And you can find that link in the description below. So go ahead and check those out. And we'd also love your help in getting our message out to more and more women. If you'd be willing to share this video with all the unstoppable women in your life, that would be fantastic. And while you're at it, hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Reviews, likes, and comments are greatly appreciated. We go in and read them all. So thank you for those. And thanks for listening and be unstoppable. <laughs>